Hey mamas! This week, Kate is taking over the interviewing seat. My baby's all grown up. I'm so proud of her. She has done an amazing job chatting with her buddy and fellow diva mama, Lindsay Shelton Gross. Lindsay is a really smart lady working in TV standard settings in Washington, D.C. She and Kate have been friends for years, and she was Kate's role model of how to maintain yourself as a human once you have a kid, and in Lindsay's case, two sons. So enjoy this fun girl combo between long-term friends turned hot mama friends. Oh, and excuse the dings. Technical difficulties are called difficult for a reason. We're working on them, and we'll get better with time. So for now, enjoy the interview, and as always, let us know what you think at Go Ahead Mama on Twitter and Facebook. Today we have Lindsay. Hi. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Kate. Can Hi, you... Danielle, my proxy. <laughs> <laughs> We're basically like the mom, okay. the mom Borg. Okay. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your children situation. <laughs> Plural. There's a list in front of Kate, and it says kids situation. <laughs> I have really great questions. Yes. So I have two children. I have two sons, which is chaos. And um, yeah, seven-year-old and a four-year-old. Yeah. Which brings us to my first question, which isn't a question. I just have written down multiple children, comma, Jesus. (laughs) Um, Because uh, so... I'm glad you're not asking me any baby questions because I've completely... No, I don't even remember that. I don't know. I don't know about babies. I'm... Four months ago. <laughs> we, how old's Arnie? No idea. No idea how people how do it that. Happened. Yeah. Um, so Artie's one and a half, and he's completely insane. Like, super fun. Uh, always trying to die. Always. Right. Always trying to kill himself. And I, like, have had a couple moments where I've been like, I don't understand how you keep two of these things alive at the same time. That is certainly my youngest. Yeah. Very much so. So how are your children still alive? <laughs> Sheer luck. Um, I I am yeah, I'm down their throats fairly often. I'm yeah, you have to just be especially as they're not babies anymore. How anyone gets through infanthood is amazing to me. Then there's just a whole new group of dangers out there. Bike helmet bikes. Oh. Riding a bike, bike helmets, uh, cars. That's my big thing right now is street uh, safety. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Artie has never seen, a, like, a street that he right. hasn't wanted to run into. Immediately run into the He's middle. like, I want to hug that bus that's in motion. What's the phenomenon when you're standing on a cliff and you kind of are like, <laughs> if I just edge a little closer, do My husband and I were just talking about this, and it's an actual thing. You have this urge to jump. You're not depressed or suicidal it's just this like testing thing boys in particular under the age of 10 under the age of 20 under the eight boy men 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 male things is that just a constant way of life i my older son is more cautious i will give i will say that yeah so okay so i have and this is something i have wanted to talk to you about for a long time because um because i'm not like I grew up with a single mom. We lived in a house with pink walls. We had a standard poodle. Like, it was very vaginal. Very, very, like, it was, it was like the living situation version of, like, a George O'Keefe painting. Sure. Basically. It was awesome. I loved it. And now I find myself in, like, 
just there's just dudes everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's just like I like the first thing I see in the morning is a penis. The last thing I see before <laughs> I go to sleep is a penis. Uh huh. They're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really and now you have a, like an even more intense version of that. Yeah. I used to say I even thought the fish was a guy for a while <laughs> because I have two. I am married to a male, and I have two male offspring, and I have a male dog, and yes, oh my god, there's so much maleness. Every time a single girlfriend of mine goes out to buy a couch or bedding, I'm always the person harassing them and, like, salivating, being like, buy all white. This will be your (laughs) only chance. You'll never get another chance. Everything in my life is dark or earth tone or dirt hiding or practical like buy something completely impractical make it have ruffles and be bright white and have live in a glass condo with art like yeah yeah (laughs) my dream for me because i will never have that at least not until these beings fly off on their own i guess even then yeah every once in a while i read something about white clothing and i'm like that's so stylish that's I, I guess remember what my life is. In white. Yeah, yeah, that would never happen. But yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of men in my life. It's really weird. I don't know what insights I have on it other than like I'm still getting used to it. Especially because yeah. in, in DC, while I was still here, I had like just women all the time, like rolled right. very deep in ladies. Yes, and, and now like I work at a tech company. A lot mm-hmm. of dudes. Yeah. I work a lot of, like, good women. Yeah. But, like, a lot of dudes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's, like, dudes at work and dudes at home. Yeah. I've worked with all dudes for the majority of my professional life. I've worked with men. I've only worked for one woman. It was a delightful experience. But, yeah. So I have it at home and outside. And I used to, I would say, even in college, I had close girlfriends. I mean, my best girlfriends are still my girlfriends probably from my early twenties, but I rolled with some guys then too. And I appreciate women in my life so much in my late thirties, like you would now <laughs> gazing into the very quickly approaching forties because it's men everywhere else. Like I know I try not to treat my female friends like life like a life post. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little, little bit of that. You get these panicky emails that usually originate with me that are like, hey, who wants to go away for the weekend? Please, <laughs> dear God, someone answer me. <laughs> we, can, we can get our nails done. We can get our nails We can, we can get talk about. Or we don't have to talk. We can just sit there and read <laughs> books in silence and just be in proximity. I can just absorb the extra estrogen like coming off your skin or whatever. <laughs> medical necessity. I'm having the thing where, where like, as a feminist, I don't want to accept that there are any, like, congenital differences. But oh, not not yeah. any, but, like, like I, I'm pretty critical of assumptions that, right. like, boys and girls are fundamentally different. And I still think, like, anything about little boys just naturally liking trucks, fuck you, No. Like, he likes trucks. He also likes jewelry. He also likes things he finds on the ground. Like, right. he likes everything. Right. You know? Yeah, and I think there was an age where both my sons were like that. My older one in particular. My younger one, because he's only had the influence of an older brother, yeah. has obviously always gravitated towards 
very traditionally male yeah. things. Yeah. Um, you didn't have a whole lot of choice in that. Sometimes I feel culture like culture is strong. Culture is strong. Older brothers have a lot of sway. Um, we never. I'm. I am not one to say here's all your natural wooden toys, and <laughs> because my oldest in particular would have laughed his face off even as a one-year-old something like that he was obsessed with trains trains great we went through trains now as soon as the trains ended then came the superheroes and everything started getting a little more masculine because after superheroes come star wars and then after that it's just like the boulder is rolling down the hill very fast and um before you know it everything in life involves some sort of ninja move or the amount of time I spend these days telling them to get their hands off each other. 90% of my waking time with them is just physically separating the puppies as they be (laughs) physical with each other. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I never, you're right. As someone who really, I do consider myself a feminist. I never thought I'd be dealing with the constant, boys and guns and school has a lot to do with that too yeah you know we still we play a lot of board games and read a lot of books and we do that and yet (laughs) and yet the interest is in sports is strong the interest you know constant i have only had to a few times say things like um you know not that dolls aren't for girls or, you know, pink is for every, anyone can wear pink. This is not a, you know, I don't have to tackle that too often, but mostly because they haven't even really questioned it because they just feel like their interests are their interests and that's yeah. what they do. Do you feel like there's, there's, so neither of us have daughters, right. so unfortunately don't really have a control group here. No. But that there's like. I I have found myself looking at, like, my friends with sons who are Ari's age and daughters who are about Ari's age, and there's a pretty big gap in how psychotic they are. There's a huge difference. I've never, my children have never sat, been, I've never been able to plop one no. of my children in the middle of a toys and have them sit down and just play with what is around them. That is the most remarkable thing I've ever seen when I watch another child, and mostly girls, maybe sometimes, yeah, do that. Because my kids, the moment they could move, wanted nothing to do with wherever they were placed. They wanted immediately to go somewhere else. My whole life is just cha- was chasing people shorter than me. There was never any, you know, getting them to stop climbing or whatever. They would never just sit down and play with toys or sit down and read a book. No, we went to, we went to dinner last time we were in town with some friends. Oh God. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We went and got pizza and, um, and like Artie did his normal thing where he like stands in the booster seat and like crawls onto the table and then we pull him off and then he like tries to knock something over and and do that repeatedly like over and then we do laps like Uh around all the tables and i just follow him while he does laps and then brant like tags out out. and i drink a beer for a little while and then i continue to do laps Mm -hmm. and like our friend's daughter who was born in the same hospital the day before Artie, like just sit in a chair she just sat in this booster seat between her parents and, like, just ate a crayon. Like, wow. was just like, this is great. I oh, can't look, remember the last crackers. meal I sat with with my children where you just sat. 
And my kids are getting older now, so we don't have to do the laps in mm-hmm. restaurants, That's which nice. I did for, yeah, I mean, even outside. We would have to take our kids outside. Josh would just walk up and down the block because one of us yeah. would eat, and then he'd do that tag out thing. Yeah. We don't have to yeah. do that anymore, but I can't imagine going to a restaurant where food wasn't immediately put on the table for immediate distraction. I, like, and I really, uh, no one has fun then. No one has fun. I'm not having a good time. What's, what's the point? What's the and, point? And, like, I definitely, I was definitely, like, well, you just have to set limits on children. <laughs> right. And I don't understand how that's done. And, like, the joke is here that they have that stupid book, like, Bringing Up Bebe. Oh, which, right. Which somebody gave me on my for when I had a child because I put it on my registry because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> but see, that's, this is already even, you know, there's only three years difference between my youngest and Artie and already I'm like, that wasn't even a thing when I had well, kids. Well, I'm glad it wasn't. Because Sophie the Giraffe wasn't a thing. People will ask me kind of for baby advice. I'm like, I don't, things have already I have no changed. Idea. I'm out. I'm I have no idea. No and, yeah, like at this point I feel like the advice is all different and they're like, actually you should just let your child sleep in two inches of water. <laughs> like, that's the safe way. I have no idea how your child survived. I feel like my mom already who when just she had backwards. grandchildren were was like, I don't know how any of you survived. <laughs> we just put you in a metal bucket on the way yeah. home to the hospital. And, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, we didn't have seatbelts in our car. It was fine. Yeah. You I turned out fine. okay-ish. Fine. I mean, your you're five other siblings. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Didn't, didn't come about. out so great. But you made it. Yeah. So I don't... The differences between boys and girls are staggering. And I don't know how to explain it and I don't I've given in a little bit on a lot of the stuff I always thought I'd be really you know staunch I never thought I'd be a really staunch strict parent because I didn't know what I was doing so I wasn't able to ever be like oh I'll parent like this yeah maybe I had kids early enough that I it was good Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't have fully formed opinions I I I just wanted to get (laughs) I just wanted to like just figure it out on my own, I guess. I don't know. I obviously just didn't know what I was doing. No. Oh, but it's terrible. It's terrible. No. Um, but you know what? The, the joke is that the books are all like, I feel like every book that's supposed to have advice about parenting is actually just a parenting philosophy with no actionable advice. That is 100% true. Yeah. As an attorney, I deeply appreciate this. <laughs> like, I'm like, hey, I do that sometimes when I don't know what I have to actually tell a client. Uh-huh. I'm just like, this is what this we is recommend a recommendation now. on our general approach to this topic. And then the client's like, what the fuck do I do? And that's how, I like how you're raising your and the same way you practice law. I, oh God, <laughs> <laughs> he's in so much trouble. How expensive is rehab these days? <laughs> no reason. Just, we just wondering. have the running joke. My sister-in-law is, uh, child therapist and we just like have the running joke that they'll just talk to their aunt when they're older and oh, that's so convenient yeah, right that's a car I mean, saver totally screw them up and then just ship them off <laughs> it'll be great that takes some of the sweat off it does yeah yeah, yeah. so I, yeah the, the boy the boy versus girl the gender thing i just have no concept of raising a female child 
No. It must be hard in all sorts of different ways. As soon as I figure out, or I think I have figured out what the boys' needs are right now, it will be something completely different next week. So I'm just going to roll with it as much as I can. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm watching you just oh, so you know, God. every I'm moment sorry. via social media. <laughs> Cause I feel like this is a window into like, here's a, like a woman that I've oh, known for Facebook. a long time. <laughs> I really, I like love and respect who is like a full human and now she is raising these two tiny dudes who are turning into actual people. Right. How do you... Well, that, you talk about that, too. It's on, like, the list of stuff you're going to talk about, you know, raising. I am very almost hyper-aware, and yet I don't know that I take an action on it every day or week or month of these children's lives, but I'm very aware of the fact that I am raising two upper middle class privileged white men to release into the world again. Yeah. 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 If anything keeps me up at night, I want my kids to be happy and healthy. Everybody wants that. Obviously. Oh, of course. Of and course. And number three is I want them to know the kind of power they wield in this world because I think there's a lot of humans that are very much like them or have been raised in an environment like the kind we were raising our children in that don't realize <laughs> the power they wield as rich white men in a world yeah. and where they have all these things given to them. And I want them to know that this is not how the rest of the world is raised. Has raising, has having like raising tiny white men. Mm-hmm changed like your perspective on some of the moral, white men. Yeah, the moral <laughs> the more oblivious grown white men in Absolutely. your world. Absolutely. Absolutely. It completely changes your impression of people you work with or have worked for or ha- or have social relationships with or um I mean, I am a flawed human being. I'm just trying to make it in this world. And I know that that is the case for everyone. Everyone has their own battles. But it does. It really affects how you see people. Because suddenly it's not, oh, is my is that the kind of person I would be a partner with? Or is that suddenly it's like, oh, oh dear God, what if my <laughs> child becomes this, becomes a person like this? Do you think it's like... How do I... How do I correct the course. Yeah. How do I course correct? Or, um, I mean, but also sometimes you think, oh, that's, that, now that's a good, that's a good dude. And that's what these boys should be, you know, striving for in life. I don't know. I want them to be them. I want them to be their own person. Um, I like every time I, like, I, I, fortunately, I think my husband is a very good white man. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, Yeah. He's like a, a respectful, good, uh-huh. good human being who thinks about other right. people. Yes. Every time I meet one in the wild, I want to be like, <laughs> what made you like this? Like, tell me about How did this happen? Tell me about your mother. Yeah. Tell mm-hmm. me all about your mother. Tell me all about your mother. Because it seems a lot like it's kind of by accident. Because I know. I do think it is. Yeah. Because I know some like really good white dudes who have like <laughs> super conservative weird moms or like 
Like, their moms are kind of all over the place. And I know, like, very, like, loving, awesome women with shitty sons. <laughs> this is horrible. I feel so bad. But with, like, sh- shitty sons. Just assholes. So is it is it all on me? <laughs> I, guess is, I guess is my big question. To yeah. I'm sure there are outside influences on how these children will will turn into men. I hope there are. They have teachers in their lives and they have grandparents and they have aunts and they have other wonderful people. But so I don't think it's going to be, I'm not pretending that I'm 100% responsible for what they grow into, but I do take the majority of that responsibility on myself. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird, like, spot to be in where it's like and do I want to lose older, all control yeah or, and as they yeah. get older you think about it more you think about um my son is in elementary school we chose because of a variety of reasons but one was because it was diverse I didn't want my blonde son going to a school that was full of kids that looked just like him I just didn't want that and it people will question that specifically where we live because you wouldn't want your son to go to the top performing school in the top performing school district in the, in, in the United yeah, States. Yeah. Um, that's not always the most important thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the fact that in his class, there's six different languages spoken at home. That's great. I like the fact that he wouldn't even blink an eye if, you know, anyone in his class didn't speak English as a first language or look different from it. It's great. I love that. So I think that's like maybe, okay, that was a good choice we made for this part of his young life being, you know, a five, six and seven year old. Maybe those little choices make a big difference later on in how you treat people. We'll find out. It's going to be a fun experiment. (laughs) A fun little social experiment that we're working on. If you're listening to this in a few years. Hi, Anders. Hi, Anders. How's it going? You can Google him, and if he shows up in jail, we'll know this didn't work out. We'll know that maybe I should have made some other choices. Well, that's why I have a second one. We'll just... (laughs) Just move on to number two and see what we can do with him. I like... Like, there are definitely dark moments where I'm like, maybe we should have another kid just so we have, like, another go at it. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, if we, if we're, like, if we really screw up Artie, it's kind of a chance, right? I take comfort in the fact that there's a theory that my children's grandmother has put out there that, like, the crazy has to come out at some point. (laughs) So, Anders, our first child, was a terribly colicky infant, was miserable for, like, the first six to eight months of his life. Luckily, he had two clueless parents that just didn't know. We just thought (laughs) all babies acted like this, and life was just going to be a walking hell for a year, and then until some... Several people find me like, you know, that's not what all infants are like. <laughs> no. But then he turned into a delightful toddler. I had the easiest two-year-old ever. And that's about the time when we were like, sure, a second one, great. And then we had Ads, who was a super easy baby, and then hit two, and was <laughs> like, oh, hey, guys, I'm here to rock your world. And he just turned four, and it's, it's been a good, good two solid years of crazy from him but now that he's four everything's different right he just turned four last week and it was like a light no i 
you know, I'm really just, I'm pretending like everything was totally changed. <laughs> everything solved. Three is not my favorite age. <laughs> Three is not my favorite age. Three was a challenge, but we're still here. He's still here. He's really lucky. <laughs> Barely. He's, he's a lot. He's incredibly stubborn. And both my kids are males raised in the same environment and could not be more different personalities. So that's so funny. Like, yeah, that, that they're like, they're so different. Yes. Cause your kids are just they're like, different. it's so weird. I, I, as an only child, it's weird for me how different siblings are. And right. not just in like, Oh, birth order. So you're treated differently. Like, right. Like they're deeply divergent. Humans. And yeah. And they're, three, almost three years apart exactly in age. And I grew up with a brother. So, and my husband grew up with a sister. So we have no frame of reference for, you know, same gender siblings and how that dynamic works. Um, yeah, they're very different. I don't know that I expected them to be exactly the same, but I think I thought personality wise, they would be, they would have more commonalities. They get along for the most part, which is That's really nice. Yeah. There's a lot of differences in them, though, which is, I wouldn't want the same kid twice. So that's, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Life (laughs) boring is, my life is never boring. (laughs) I will, life is never boring Um, through my own choices or choices made for me. (laughs) Choices made for you. (laughs) By tiny dictators. By tiny dictators. Yes. Kate and I have already talked about how we don't know anything about music. No, (laughs) no. We were like, when did I just check out? Parenting killed off music. (laughs) Oh yeah. When I had children. Yeah. Uh Um, I I should say that like my husband still keeps up and has an amazing record collection and like, just, he's like the, our toehold into like the current year. We used to go to like two and three concerts a week. And if I go one a year now, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. There were definitely yeah. a couple times when I saw that like somebody that I liked was playing uh-huh. and I was like, we should do that. Yeah. We and should. And we watched Netflix. Right. And then I fell asleep on the couch at 845. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep, that's my life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so despite this rather like dire description of our existences, <laughs> I do, yeah, I yeah, have a social life. yeah. You are you have like very excellent core friends. I do have excellent. Core you friends. have like if I've done anything well, like right in life, it's keeping the good ones around. Like yeah, I mean, not me, letting them escape, caging them, maybe. <laughs> I have great Maybe friends some of in, them my base, in my basement. Right? <laughs> Maybe some of them would have liked to have left a long time ago. No. I wouldn't let them. They're very happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't... I Maybe it's because I didn't have any expectations about parenthood. Maybe that yeah. helped. I think there are women, and I don't know if I know of any... Maybe I do in my life that they wanted to be parents. They wanted to be mothers. They wanted a very specific kind of grown up life that involved being a part of their family and that being number one. Um, 
I never, not that I don't want that now, but I never grew up thinking that would be my life as a grown up. I never thought that, well, I'll, I'll be 30 and have two kids and this, that, and the other in a house. And it all worked out that way. <laughs> anyway, that whole plan people talk about, well, I want to, you know, own a house in the suburbs with a husband and have two kids. And I never had that plotted out on graph paper. No. It turned out that way anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a blue cape god with a dog and two kids in the suburbs. <laughs> Had you asked me that when I was a 20-year-old art student, I probably would not have used any of that to describe my future ideal life. But here we are. It's like, yeah, the the lack of planning that goes into all of this. Right. Like, I am. Um, I, my husband and I just, just, just bought a house. Big wow. news. This that is big, big news. news. <laughs> I mean, like... You know, the we, we just like sign up. We're just like, here, take all of our money now and uh-huh. continue to take all of our money for the rest of for the, forever for, until we're all dead. <laughs> and then we'll refinance and then, and then you'll just take the whole we'll, amount of all our money. <laughs> indenture our child. And this is the rest. Yeah. For eternity. <laughs> and it's going to be great. I'm really excited about it. Um, but yeah, I, another, like, uh, my, my, like one of my best friends here, um, just also bought a house and we were just kind of sitting across the table yesterday and neither of us have, I'm traveling and she's working really hard. So we just don't sleep anymore. Right. Um, so we were basically like just, just delirious and we were just kind of looking at each other in the face, but like, how, how did this work out this way? Why? Right. We're not growing. Like this was not, no, it's like you just black out and all of a sudden like, a major life event right. has happened to you. Yeah. My best girlfriend has been working on her doctorate. Hi, Kristen has been working on her doctorate for a while and, you know, is now married with a house and two dogs and, and is also becoming very smart in the process and has a job, but we still can't, you know, it's always comforting that the two of us can't ever really get our lives fully together. <laughs> That that is like that's the, the greatest individual like G chat once a week total meltdown from one of us continues to happen and I'm so thankful for it. I'm sure she's not because I'm sure she's like, no, we, we need to <laughs> we need to reevaluate our choices in life and really decide to be adults and not no it's so nice to have other people. It's so good. Yeah, and this is something that like I, so the last couple weeks have been really crazy um, for for me, and I've just been like going nuts at work and like traveling, trying to get this house stuff together, and just haven't really talked to any friends. Like I just was checked right. out, um, and I didn't really realize until I got to DC and started talking to Mary. I was like, "Oh, we're all nobody has nobody their act together. Has it together. Nobody, nobody no. knows what they're doing. Nobody oh, thank knows God, what they're doing. Yeah." I was so stressed out and there was just like, just instantly it just like melted off of me. Like you are like a beautiful, brilliant woman who is doing great things in the world. And like, you're a child. And so <laughs> am I. We're like panicked children flailing. Yes. Yes. And, exactly. You know, and I'll, not just my female friends. I mean, female friends and male friends, people, people in my <laughs> life. There is nothing that brings me like, 
quicker affection for someone than to think, to look at them from a distance and think they have it all together. They have the perfect job, the perfect family, the paychecks and the vacations and the cool homes and the cool life. And then to realize that there's a major crack in the foundation somewhere that will make me love you so quickly (laughs) because it's just, we're all just trying to get along, man. Right. Like if I can make it through the next few days, weeks, months, we're good. Yeah. And it's like, I really, I've been, I've been trying to investigate that a little bit. Because I'm like, is it just schadenfreude? Like, do I just want other people to suffer? <laughs> I don't and want I don't, other people to I don't want suffer. people to suffer. I just want to know that, like... I'm not the only one that yeah, can't I'm, pull this off perfectly. But I'm not a different species. Or just species. pull this off. Exactly. Yeah. But you're not a completely different species. And it's parenting and... I mean, it's in every part of my life. It's in parenting. It's in, you know professional part of my life it's in everything it's in friendships and relationships and yeah it's (sighs) it's fine when people are flawed like yeah thank god i just have a huge sense of relief when not when someone else screws up (laughs) (laughs) your failures really made my day really made me feel better about myself because I'm not as terrible as you. But you know, it's, yeah. there's something really comforting about that. And it's, yeah. Oh, you're one of you're one of me. You're one of us. And I find it particularly comforting when like you and our friend Amanda are especially good at this, where you're just like, <laughs> I'm having a great time. I have no control over my life. Yeah. Awesome. But like, like you can actually be like, wow. Everything is bananas. Nothing is how I expected it to be. And I'm actually really kind of, like, enjoying it. Yeah. And sometimes I do enjoy it. And sometimes I bring it on myself. I know I make, you know, I make bad decisions and then I just run with it because it seems like, what's the, what's the cliche, like, when in doubt, choose change or whatever. (laughs) It's not, like, a crazy change you should make yourself and then just, like, ride to the end of the rails to see what happens. Like, and that's, sometimes I will, I feel like I'm doing that. Yeah. And it goes in phases. I'll go for weeks or months where I'm, like, this is such, whose life is this? Why am I acting like this? Yeah. What is wrong with me? Yeah. And I'll pull it together for a few months until I got my act together. Um, I feel like I'm in a, this was a terrible week for me, so I won't say I'm in a good week right now, but like the past <laughs> month I've kind of held it together. Yeah. And you know, things will collapse right around Thanksgiving or Christmas and I'll scrape myself back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. Nothing brings out the best in a person like the holidays. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that'll be really relaxing because you'll uh-huh. be around family. Sure. <laughs> Thanksgiving will be fine. Yeah. By Christmas, I'll be By Christmas, it's just like, oh, God. I'm a social introvert. Oh, oh man. The end of Christmas, I'm ready to not talk to anyone for a while. Yeah. I, like, this is, again, only child. Um, Oh, Like, the first, my husband has two brothers, (laughs) which is part of why I'm like, yeah, I'm another boy. And part of why I look at you, I'm like, how are you I don't understand. Um, but the first Christmas I went and spent at their house, I kept disappearing. Yeah. And his mom, yeah, like his family was just like, is Kate okay? She's taking a lot of naps. Like, does she have a parasite or something? And it was just like, I just literally went into our room and put 
in the darkness and put the pillow over my head and was just like it's so quiet here it's so quiet and dark those sensory deprivation yeah. tanks that you can pay to be in that oh, other God. people are creeped out doesn't that sound amazing i should rent that one out for the holidays someone told me they have some in las vegas and i have to go there for work every spring and i feel like that's i am seeking it out sounds like Sounds that awesome. would be fantastic. Maybe that's Just like nothing for a while. That's gonna be the first upgrade to the house. It's <laughs> gonna be like, but we don't have a stove. <laughs> like we have a microwave. We put in a wine fridge. And <laughs> deprivation and life is really back. hard. <laughs> Making some upgrades. It's really important. I would. Be at your house twice a year, no problem. <laughs> you can just rent that puppy can, out. And you get a, a sensory <laughs> deprivation tank for two. I'll be. Just I'll be making food. Float. I'll be making food. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, you hear over and over again like about people who have kids and ghost on everybody or like have kids and then are like and then i woke up and like all of my old friends were gone you know um i'm like because i've watched you and you like your friendships with your core friends have don't seem to have like i'm sure things change i yeah. am just wondering how like I think things have changed in my life with friendships not based necessarily on my children, though, even. I've had different groups of important friends at different points in my life, and I'm certainly not at the same kind. I don't have the same kind of friendship as I did with my, like, best, you know, drinking buddy in college. We keep in touch, but he and I, and he has kids. We don't, we're not close friends. Um, my close girlfriends are kind of, no matter what, they're just... They're never going anywhere. I have friends from, you know, high school that I'm still consider. They're my childhood friends, so I'm still in touch with them. I have friends like you guys and Amanda that I made later in life. I mean, after I was married. Um, I'm good at segmenting my friends, too. I have my husband grew up in the area. All of his guy friends moved back. They all married women I really like and respect. <laughs> and then we all had kids at the same time. Oh, so, so nice. my youngest son's two godmothers are the wives of my husband's best friends from high school. It gets complicated because everyone's an aunt or an uncle. They all coach each I mean, I'll go to a baseball game tonight and all of our kids are on the same baseball team. They are amazing women. They are my village when it comes to raising my kids. Um, I will probably not call them if I have a free Saturday night and it's 10.30 p.m. and I want to go try out, like, <laughs> a new restaurant on H Street. That's when I call my other friends. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm good with that. Also, I have a partner who's like, hey, you should get out of the house more often. Yeah. That means a lot to have to be, to be legally bound to someone who knows how to raise a family also. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty, I mean, that's pretty important in not ghosting on your friendship. So. Yeah. Yeah. Having a partner who like wants to spend time with and contribute to the raising of your children. Pretty vital if you're going to have kids. Yeah. Kind of a, yeah, kind of a deal breaker. Yeah. You don't know that going in. Yeah. 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 And my husband travels a lot. And I think that that's part of also how I get to, at this point in our life, we're not spending a ton of time together, which is fine. That will change down the road. It was different before. We've known each other since I was 19. Every stage has been very different in our lives. Um, they don't, he travels a lot for work. And then we, then when he comes back, I go off on my own. Sometimes we spend time together, but for the most part these days, we're not spending a ton of time together if it's not with the kids too. 
again, that'll probably change as we get older, the kids get older, as, as my younger friends start having babies and then they have to check out for a while, I'll probably have to hang out with Josh more. <laughs> as all these uh, kids I'm hanging out bummer. with are now having babies, my kids are getting older. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. It's, yeah. No, take a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, it, I've, I feel like I've done an okay job keeping the friendships intact or alive, or at least the ones that really meant something. Yeah. Meant something. The ones that kind of died a natural death, I'm okay with that. It yeah. Happens. And it doesn't mean I don't like people. I try really hard. It's hard now to, at this age, to m- make new connections. Yeah. Even if I feel like I don't have much in common with someone who I was best friends with when I was 16. Um, or I meet someone new through, you know, other friends or work or something. I don't, I'm trying to learn how to make friends. It's it's really hard. hard. It's really hard. That's been like a pretty brutal thing about. Yeah. And I don't know exactly. I mean, I, I, we've, you know, met other couples where we have stuff in common and we've met other couples where we don't have anything in common. And I don't, Josh and I do not particularly subscribe to the belief that we need to have the same friends we yeah. ever have. So, like, you know. Yeah. I call it double dating. It's a little weird <laughs> to, like, our new couple friend, even if it's just, like, you know, someone Josh plays sports with part-time or something. Yeah. 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 It's strange. I went out to dinner last week with a bunch of the just the moms in the neighborhood. I love my neighborhood. It's all young kids. It's all parents who kind of parent by proxy. I always know where my kid is. If he is in someone else's yard, he's being watched. It's terrific. I love that about where I live. Um, you realize then when you go out on a Saturday night and drink margaritas with the parents in your neighborhood, you really do like them. And besides your kids, it's interesting to find out <laughs> if you have anything else in common. <laughs> like sometimes you do. And sometimes you might not. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's, you know, I've heard this from age is hard. For, like my old I, age is hard. Referring to myself, <laughs> they're fine. I'm at, a, I'm at an they're awkward fine. age. I'm, I'm at a really weird <laughs> age. A really awkward age. It's a really weird age. I'm sure I'll grow out of it. It started around 14, and I'm here we are. I'll grow out of it. <laughs> Working on 38. <laughs> Any day now. Any day. It's, it's really just a phase. My stride. <laughs> oh, yeah. I so I. I have been lucky to have really awesome female bosses, like a long string of them. That's terrific. Who are just so great. Yeah. Like professionally have it together, have great kids that I really love. Right. Um, and like just seem to be doing things right, which is great. And also like a little bit intimidating, a little bit intimidating, Mm -hmm. like a little bit like, wow, you seem not as freaked out as I feel in my head. Which I hope just means eventually I'll stop feeling freaked out. Yeah. I'm finding I've been at a little bit of a professional crossroads, <laughs> I don't know, for a decade now, for, <laughs> especially in recent times. Yeah. And it's trying to just narrow down what it is exactly I want has been interesting. Yeah. While simultaneously trying to convince other people that they really need me. Yeah. Um, and trying to figure out how to get a few more women in my professional life would not be a bad thing. It's really like it has been. It would be a an interesting change. Blessing. Yeah, it would yeah. be an interesting change. Yeah, um, yeah. I had like yeah. I had a. I was talking to another friend last night who was like, 
no, you know, you chose that. That's, yeah, like, you you chose Harley Strong, and I don't know that I did. I think they just dropped into my lap, and I was incredibly lucky. Yes. Like, yeah. just very great. My very first real job um, had a terrific, I had a terrific female boss, and so I know what the standard is for me yeah. for a good role model and good female boss. And mm-hmm. I've had, I'm, the last decade, I've had a male boss who's, I cannot rave enough about he's been wonderful so yeah 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 Um, but it's different but it is different because I had that female boss when I was motivated and thought I'd have a very specific career and was really gunning for something and then I've had this male boss the past 10 years where I've been having babies that's what I've been doing yeah and he's been the perfect boss for that point in my life and it's been the perfect job so now it's you have to sit down and really reevaluate yourself yeah (laughs) and now things are getting busy with kids too you think oh they're out of their baby stage they don't need me as much physically but now they need someone to drive them to soccer practice and baseball games and after school camp and and they know you're there and they know you're there and they know when you're not yeah that gets very different it's a whole different set of child raising challenges um you become a scheduler you're just a cat that's Anytime anyone wants to hire some sort of program manager, I'm like, oh, you should really get a mom of three kids. Yes. Because that woman knows how to. Are her three children alive? Yes. Do any of them Do they all have, have activities? You, you are hiring a gem. Yes. Like, yeah. this woman has it together. Mm-hmm. She knows how to do this. Wow. We're raising boys. Yeah. Awesome. If you're... Listeners have advice just of all this general crap yeah. we've been talking about. They want to shoot shoot it my way. I mean, yeah. I don't have any. So I mean, that seems yeah. like that seems like a good way to wrap up. Okay, if, so we need advice. We need advice yeah, about please. raising males, males, being around males. Yes, friends. What happens when boys go through puberty? I don't know. I I mean, I'm terrified. I'm still. I'm. I still am. And have not hit the point where when we found out I was having a boy and you were like, tile your bathroom, tile, just tile your bathroom right now, your whole life, just tile it all. Yeah. Um, (laughs) that was my advice. That was your, that was your advice. Just to just tile, just put tile on it. And on that note, anything else to ask me? I've given you nothing. I think we have everything though. I feel totally confident. (laughs) Put it on the air. It's a wrap. Thanks for listening, everybody. Say bye, Lindsay. Bye, Lindsay.